Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. He koonai pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hey listeners to The Service, it's Guy and Espiner here. First up, a big thanks for listening. It's been a big hit here and in Australia as well. And we've been contacted by many, many people since the series came out. We're pulling some of the new information together for a special episode. It might change your mind about how that Czech embassy raid went down. It might have changed my mind too. Today we've got a new story out about new raids that we found out about by the SIS into foreign embassies in Wellington. Here's the report I did for radio. In the Cold War spy podcast, The Service, former head of the Prime Minister's Department, Gerald Hensley, confirms there were multiple break-ins by the SIS into foreign embassies in Wellington. One was on the Czech embassy in 1986 in an attempt to steal the Warsaw Pact codes. I can't remember a programme as such, but there certainly was more than one attempt. The others uh, were more on the potluck. You know, you might find something whereas the, uh, the Czech one was, uh, I think, better informed. Mr Hensley claims the break-ins stopped because government officials became worried about the potential international fallout. But RNZ has discovered embassy break-ins continued at least into the early 1990s. In the late 1980s and early 1990s, the SIS broke into the Indian High Commission at least twice in joint missions with Britain's External Intelligence Agency, MI6. In a mission codenamed Operation Dunnage, a small team, including an expert safe cracker from MI6, photographed code books used to encrypt communications from the Indian High Commission. Thousands of pages of codes were photographed and the information sent back to Britain so MI6 could decipher Indian government communications. RNZ has also learned that in the early 1990s, the New Zealand SIS targeted the Iranian embassy in Wellington in a mission codenamed Operation Horoscope, driven by the CIA. The CIA altered circuit boards on an embassy telex machine, allowing them to intercept Iranian communications. The SIS entered the Iranian embassy, photographed the building and installed listening devices supplied by the CIA. Operation Horoscope involved months of covert work and the operation was active for many years afterwards. RNZ learned about the raids after piecing together information gained after months of engaging with multiple sources in New Zealand, Britain and the US. Breaking into an embassy is a breach of the Vienna Convention, which states that the embassy is inviolable and the host nation is not even allowed to open the diplomatic mailbag. Sir Geoffrey Palmer, the Prime Minister between August of 1989 and September of 1990, said he'd not heard of the raids on the Indian and Iranian embassies. He says he should have been alerted by the SIS if they occurred when he was in charge of the agency. If it was at the time I was Prime Minister, I most certainly should have been. 
Jim Bolger, the Prime Minister from 1990 to 1997, said he could not recall ever signing any warrants to allow the SIS to break into foreign embassies. The Indian embassy raid surprised him and he asked why New Zealand would want to carry out a covert attack on that country. After the service podcast broke the story of the Czech embassy raid in early June, the minister responsible for the SIS, Andrew Little, wouldn't say whether the intelligence agency still breaks into foreign embassies. Our agencies comply with the law. Um, That includes international law that's incorporated into our domestic law. We have a much more rigorous oversight regime now than I think ever existed 30-odd years ago. Are you comfortable with the intelligence service breaking into foreign embassies? Um, Well, I'm comfortable that we have uh, intelligence agencies that do a very good job. But Sir Geoffrey Palmer said if the SIS was still conducting embassy break-ins, similar to the covert attacks on the Indian and Iranian embassies, it was likely to be unlawful. None of that could be done under the existing law, it seems to me. Uh, quite apart from the breaches of the Vienna Convention, um, you've got breaches of New Zealand law there, I would have thought. You've got breaches of human rights. RNZ asked Sir Geoffrey Palmer if he felt New Zealand should be able to rule out breaking into foreign embassies today. I think New Zealand should be in the position of saying it follows all the legal requirements of its own legislation, and it does seem to me that those would rule this out. Sir Geoffrey said the SIS acted with few constraints in the past and operated without any legislation at all for 13 years after it was established in 1956. He said the current legislation, the Intelligence and Security Act 2017, was more stringent. They got to act in accordance with New Zealand law. They got to follow all human rights obligations uh, that are contained in New Zealand law. They have to act with integrity. But the SIS is not commenting on its actions at all. In a statement, it said it could not respond to questions about what may or may not be specific operational matters. It said the mission of the SIS had always been to keep New Zealanders safe and it had always been subject to processes which ensured its activities were authorised, even though these had changed over time. For Morning Report, call Guy and Espina, TNA. So, as you can see, this is still a moving story. There's still more to come, and we're still working on it. In a few weeks, we're going to bring you a new episode with everything we've found out since the service was released, more reaction, more details, more interviews with people who are in the know. Stuff we think you should know, too. That's a few weeks away, so keep us in your feed. We'll pop up here and on RNZ as soon as we can. Service is made by RNZ and Bird of Paradise Productions with support from New Zealand On Air. It's hosted and produced by Guy Espiner and me, John Daniel, with additional reporting by Robert Breston. Our sound engineers are Adrian Holai and Rangi Powak. Our producer is William Ray. Thanks to Nga Taonga for the archival audio and to Anthony Tonin for the original music throughout the series. The executive producers for RNZ are Tim Watkin and Veronica Schmidt. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.